Welcome to the Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast with the Low Property Team, where it is all about running a successful business together and balancing a healthy marriage. Host Jarrell and Brittany Lowe. Purpose and passion is to help you create the life you want by turning your combined passions into generational wealth while sharing what they've learned on their journey with you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Home Ownership and Marriage. I'm Brittany Lowe. And I'm Jarell Lowe. And we are the Lowe Property Team. Today, we're actually going to have a huddle around, you know, just finishing up the first quarter for us and reevaluating our intentions and things that we set forth uh, for ourselves uh, this year. Absolutely. I think as we start off with the huddle, it's always important to reassess um, the end of the first quarter is here and it's approaching what have we done what worked what didn't work what needs improvement so for us we revisit these staying on track and what we were focusing on we must also understand the importance of not trying to skip steps if your focus is making more money then you have to ask yourself what transformation is needed in you to make that type of money If we achieve the goal that we have written out for ourselves, pat yourself on the back. Now double down and let's see what we can do for quarter two. If we didn't achieve that goal, what worked, what didn't work, what needs improvement? Because the goal is always to achieve those things that we've written down and making sure that we're aligning with the end of the year goals or results or outcomes. And I think what's important is with revisiting them, is also a component of reevaluating, hmm. right? Based on what you've accomplished thus far, of figuring out, you know, tweaks. What are some little shifts I can make? What's we? I think we had spoke about it, you know, in in another podcast. Is one degree of change? Yeah. What little changes am I making yeah. to create um, these goals or this? essentially manifesting this life that I want. And I think with that comes first and foremost in creating a successful daily routine, Mm -hmm. right? To be focused on, on the, the minute, the day, the hour block, instead of being focused on the week or the month, the quarter, the year, because it can get overwhelming, right? In the beginning of the year, everybody, you know, the new year, everybody's setting new intentions, new goals, and it's excitement around it. But what happens after that first quarter, right? In April going into summer where, you know, life is in full swing and it's difficult to say, oh, okay, you know, I've, I've done one goal, but I I don't have time for the rest of those goals. So I'm going to roll those over until the next year. Um, you know, and I think last episode we had talked about it as well of doing things now, um, focusing on the now being in that airplane mode and shutting off, you know, whatever time is necessary to focus on the now, focus on getting it done. I think you bring up a great point about reevaluating, right? And For us, well, Brittany highlighted, we like to operate in quarters. Why? Because it gives us that great basketball sense. It gives us that feeling we're operating in the four quarters of a basketball game. And then in those quarters, as we all know, first quarter, we all come out energized in warmups. We are ready to go. We're ready to run through a brick wall. But we also have to assess, right, at the end of the first quarter, this is a game of runs. And sometimes you're going to be, 24 you're going to go on a run that's a 24 to 2 run 
or somebody might be beating you in a 24 to 2 run. But the importance is, is staying where you're at, right? Knowing what's working, what's not working. You know what? We're not playing team basketball right now. We're, we're bickering at each other. We're not working together. It's not a cohesive process. But that's why reevaluating becomes so, so key. And I, I just want to highlight this because this is something I learned in my uh, grad program. Um, I was, and if you knew me at a young age, you knew I, <laughs> I did not like revisions. But when we're talking about reevaluating, we have to be open to revisions. And for me in the grad program, I was always under the assumption my first draft, my first draft of my paper was my best draft, and I'm not taking a look at it again. Just give me my, give me my grade so I can move on to the next assignment. And when I had a chance to sit down with my instructor at the time, she shared, this is where the real work begins, Jarrell. Now we go into revision mode, and you might go 20 drafts in, but the key is mastery, right? We're trying to master something, a skill, a trade, something that's going to develop us as individuals or as a team. So when we're talking about reevaluating, I also want to pinpoint um, that, that revision process that we can't escape it. We have to be open to the revision process and as vulnerable as it makes us seem or makes us seem like our work wasn't up to par, we're working towards being a better us. And I think that's what's so important as we near the closure of quarter one and preparing for this next quarter. Mm -hmm. And what's also important to just recognize, right, is that we, like we've shared before, right, Jarell and I are just focused on individual growth and, you know, growing together for our business and our marriage and whatever that looks like for us. But what's also, I think, important is, you know, it's so easy to focus on on the now, right, instead of the long term. It's so easy to get bogged down to say, man, you know, it's it's almost May and I've I've only been able to meet one of my goals. I'm uh, what am I what am I doing? You know, and then you get discouraged. And in that mindset for the rest of the year that you are not even any kind of I would say like motivated or there there's no growth happening because you are so bogged down mentally that it's difficult to get out of that. And I think Drell and I, when we do our goal setting and when we do our reassessing, we focus on doing the hard items first, because if we can do those hard items, oh, it's going to be so easy to get those little items yeah. done. Um, so for us, I would say that you know, that's something that has worked for us. I know that there's other ways and different things that work for other people, but that's something that has very much we've seen results off of in the past is for us, right? Again, from a sports standpoint of getting that layup, getting those shots to get our our confidence under ourselves, Mm -hmm. under our belt, um, to then go accomplish what we need to accomplish. And I think, you know, what we're talking about is when we're talking about evaluations, we have to understand that sometimes our work may feel siloed, but you also have to be reminded that it has lasting effects, right? For every action, there's a reaction. For everything that we're putting in, there's going to be an outcome. So if I put in 10% of this team to my team, then that's what I'm going to get out from this. But if we put in 110% effort, not that that's going to be directly yielded right now, but it's going to have its ripple effect down the line. And that's why constant evaluations of goals and reassessing our action steps are helpful. It's helpful for us to reassess our actionable steps 
and keep the main thing the main thing. What is that? We need to focus on activity over results. For us, as Brittany said, do now, welcome hard, do the hard things first. Rather than focus on making a million dollars, focus on creating activity that will result in a million dollars, if that makes sense, right? We have to change what our focus is. But before we can go any further in that, I think there's one point that I want us to bring up and something that me and Brittany have really, really just uh, grown to appreciate. And I think it's environments matter. What environments are you working in? What environments are you most productive in? Well, and most importantly, environments change situations. Yes, I, I think I absolutely agree with that. And sometimes since we're in, in that basketball frame of thought, sometimes our environments are causing unforced errors and those unforced errors are killing our pregame. You're off field, your off the field antics are hurting your pockets in playing time. So what does that mean? Have you ever went to a copy shop, coffee shop and just felt so non-productive? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. We know where she's at. This is on a whole other tangent because <laughs> I am the most productive in coffee shops. I am the absolute opposite as I get distracted. Do you go to work and sit in your cubicle or your office, your desk, wherever it is, and you just feel non-productive? Around your coworkers, colleagues, do you feel like you're not gaining the traction that you need to? Then it might be important for you to take a moment to reassess your environment. Where are you most productive? What's working and what's not working? And these are things that we've grown to understand and acknowledge. Let's put ourselves in the most productive environment possible for us. Well, and with an environment, an environment doesn't just mean an actual place, right, of sitting at home or sitting at the office. You have to think about it in a bigger lens that environment can be the people that you are surrounded with or that you're with on a day-to-day basis or the people that you allow or don't allow in your life, right? Um, I think, you know, healthy human interactions are super essential in in daily life. But what it comes down to is, you know, your, your circle of influence is what's, what, what are people giving you? What are you giving other people? So yeah, yeah, I would just, I just wanted to, you know, state that, that environments don't just mean the environment itself. The place that you're in, it's also the people that you're with. And I just honing in on what you said about circle of influence. I think it's important to know your circle of influence comes before the house, car and vacation. What do I mean? Why don't we surround ourselves with those that are doing what we want to do? So we can get to those things, those those byproducts, right? Those those vacations. And if you're yearning for cars, those cars, uh, those if you're yearning for a big home, the homes, whatever the case may be. Let's use this first quarter to assess what worked, what didn't work and the people I need to surround myself with. Well, and for myself, I would say even draw. We are very old souls and. Over the years, we constantly surround ourselves, you know, our friends, uh, I would say more so than anything, are people who are actually older than us. Mm. And the reason that we do that or that we we are attracted to that, I think it comes from a just a wisdom aspect, Absolutely. a knowledge aspect, right? So for us, yeah, like Jarrell's saying with, you know, surrounding yourself, your circle of influence comes before those items, but it doesn't mean just because you're surrounding yourself with those people that those items are just going to appear, whatever it is, you know, using the example of, you know, a new house or a new car, whatever it may be, is what's important is when you surround yourself with those people, you gain the knowledge 
um, you know, to assess for yourself and your life um, goals that you want in place and things that you want to attract or to manifest and, and then to go get. So I would say that that's important and something for yourself to recognize and sit there and say, like, who am I? Who am I surrounding myself with, yeah. right? At this point of my life, is that hindering me or is it helping me? Yeah, and I think what we're talking about with circle of influence, and as we're preparing to transition to the next topic, I want to hone in on this one point because I think it's very vital, a key. Um, who who we're surrounding ourselves with is very important, but it's also important to know addition by subtraction. Sometimes we have to retract our circle to grow to that place where we want to be. Okay, Jarrell, what in the world are you talking about? Not everybody's going to be great for you. Not every situation is going to be great for you. So what we had to do is we had to retract our circle. So me and Brittany, we probably hang out on one hand with five people on a con- constant basis. And those five people pour into us unconditionally, regardless if we're winning, we're losing, wherever we're at. But it's also important to understand addition by subtraction You have to be ready to reclassify sacrifice as an investment because you're going to lose a lot. You're going to you're going to feel. Let me let me rephrase that. You're going to feel as if you're losing a lot. But in reality, stay reminded on the ripple effect and what it has down the line for you. I think also with that, because right, that that's a risk. Right. But you have to let go of something good Mm. to obtain something better. Say it again. I'm not going to say it again. Say it again. <laughs> Letting go of something good for something better. Mm. You know, the other day we were on preach, our... Preach, preach. <laughs> we were on our weekly coaching call and, um, you know, our coach had mentioned, he said, what you focus on expands. And I had to sit with that one um, to say, what does that look like for me, mm. right? Meaning that when I... Or when you hyper-focus on the goal, right, and what you want to attract versus focusing on what you think you lack, that's when you start to see results. So I would say in anything, yes, that that's just a risk within itself. You have to let go of something good to go get that something better. I have so much that I want to say, but I feel like I'm <laughs> interrupting the sermon right now, and I just want you to keep Whatever. flowing as I pull out the tambourines. I was it's, just saying it's all about the mindset is what it just comes down to, and I think that we've seen that for ourselves in our business these past couple of months. Yes, it's definitely had an effect on our on our marriage in good ways, but also in, in hard ways, yeah. but I think that that's what... Well, that's what it comes down to for us is just constant, constant growth of yeah. constant risk and letting go of what we think might be good to what is actually going to be better. And I just want to finish on better, right? How do we know it's better for us? How do we assess if the situation is going to be better? Because sometimes we might make a change in a career. We might make a change in our marriage. We might make a change in our business, but we don't necessarily know if it's going to be better. For us, what we've learned in this process of this first quarter, running a business and being married, Brittany said it early on, and Brittany, catch me if I'm wrong, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, we welcome hard. Sometimes people Mm. run from hard, but we welcome hard. And it's not always the funnest because those hard situations, 
tip, you know, initially we might bicker back and forth with one another, but we have to remain grounded in understanding. I want to see Brittany being the best that she can be as a as a, a, a wife, as a realtor, as a friend, a sister, a daughter, and that she has those same outcomes desired for me. But what we also need to remind ourselves of is as we're nearing, we're looking at quarter one. We've seen what worked, what didn't work, and what needs improvement. We're seeing how my marriage, our marriage, what worked, what didn't work, what needs improvement. And we're doing the same thing with business, right? Because we want this growth that Brittany talks about in an exponential form. We want it to not add up. We want it to multiply. More importantly, go into that 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 where it just grows exponentially. And what it comes down to, too, is just discipline. I mean, that that's what it is. It's sacrifice and discipline on a daily basis that you have to train your mind to do what you are going to do every single day, because it can get it can get very depleting at days, right? Where you're sitting here saying, I am putting in so much work, so much work, and I'm not seeing the results right now, but that's okay. The biggest thing is just to continue continue the work, right? Because repetition, you are going to see those results. Now they might not be in a manner that you want to see. They might actually be better, but it's so easy to get caught off guard, right? For ourselves and our business, you know, in real estate, there are so many different teams, realtors, amazing businesses out there where, where we're sitting here sometimes too, I'll be honest. And we'll say, man, how are they? Well, yeah. What are we doing? But also how are they accomplish, accomplishing what they are doing in such a short span. Yeah, yeah. Right? But we don't see what's behind closed doors, right? Where we talk about for all the athletes out there, it's it's your your off season. What are we doing in our off season then when playoffs come to be able to perform at the capacity that we need to. Now, granted, this might go over over some heads in one ear and out the other, but I think you know, we just like to talk about what's important for us right now and in our business and this is, you know, within this past couple of weeks, we've really just been focusing on, okay, quarter one, where where did that fall for us? Now, if we're going to have a great quarter two, quarter three, and finishing off the year to do what we need to do, there's some things that we need to change. There's some little modifications um, that we need to make to our everyday habits, our everyday mindset, our life to be able to yield those results. And you know what's funny is some of those changes, we initially or let me speak for myself initially might have taken it personal because those habits have been within my comfort that I've practiced the last umpteenth years but for us as we come together as one in marriage and business and for us to be reach that level of production that we want or efficiency there's some things that have to change like Brittany is saying and some of those things it might be directly impacted with you it might be you that needs to make the change and don't take it personal like I did Take it. Take the professional road. Know that your wife, your partner wants the best from you and humble yourself enough to say, all right, I'm willing to let go of this because that sacrifice is going to be an investment in my business and our marriage and what we're trying to achieve and leaving a legacy. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's just what it is. It's all about you've just got to focus on and as harsh as it sounds, focus on you and your lane. Don't focus on the next person or what they've got going. If you really want to obtain 
and see results based on whatever that you're wanting to do in your life, even if it's not business oriented, if it's self oriented, Mm. you've just got to focus on you and what you're doing and be honest with yourself, I would say. I just want to say I'm excited as we close off quarter one. We have so many great topics that we want to cover in quarter two, and we're going to get even better even better and we're going to also bring in some guests i think uh for quarter two so uh, we're not going to divulge much we're just saying we're excited thank you for enjoying on us uh, joining us on this journey and we hope that you stay tuned thank you for tuning in to this episode of homeownership and marriage with the low property team if you would like more information helpful resources or would like to book a personal consultation with the lows head over to lowpropertyteam.com if you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany would be so grateful if you shared their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Home Ownership and Marriage. <laughs>